All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Business and Bites podcast. My name is Emilio Mejia. I'm your host, and I'm here with John Hansman, your co-host. Co-host. So we're just flipping back and forth. One week, you're the host. Mm -hmm. Next week, I'm the host. We're really always the host. That's just that's just. I don't know when I am, when I aren't, isn't, (laughs) isn't, aren't, ain't. Kind of like, kind of like being married. Sometimes my microphone's all crazy. That's like being married. Things, Your microphone's wait, crazy. Hashtag <laughs> things you should have fixed before you go live. <laughs> it's like being married. Sometimes I'm the boss. Sometimes I'm not the boss. Most of the time I'm not the boss, actually. So, but so maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> well, All good right, morning, so tell people. What we got here today? <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna talk today. Uh, no guest today, but we're gonna talk today about how to create a cyber safe culture in your business. So we're going to be more cybersecurity focused than we normally are, uh, which is, I think, exciting. I think that's the, the world we live in. And one of our goals when we do these types of engagements or these types of episodes where it's just Emilio, Emilio and I, and we're talking about cybersecurity, is to keep this practical. So we're not going to dive into a bunch of mumbo jumbo or technical babble or talk about tools. We're going to talk about culture. So we had a really good, if you remember a couple episodes ago, we had a really good uh, guest, which was Kevin Hayward, who talked about culture in the workplace. And, and so we're going to talk a little bit about how do you create a cybersecurity safe culture in your business? Because I think there's this myth, especially in small business, well, I've got uh, McAfee on all my computers, so I'm great. Or I have okay passwords. I don't use the same password over and over again, so I'm great. Or no one's going to remember my uh, one, two, three, four, five, six password or you know all of those things or this stuff just doesn't happen to small businesses so i'm i'm good and here's the reality i think that we see every day is that small businesses are constantly being attacked by hackers and we've said this we you know we've said the the thing over and over again you know you're not too too uh big or you're not big enough to make i can't say i can't talk this you're not you're not you're not small enough to you're not smart too small to get hacked you're just too small to make the news (laughs) oh my lord it's gonna be a crazy morning uh so (laughs) with that being said we're gonna talk a little bit about uh how a business can grow their cybersecurity culture and we're gonna get really practical so one of the biggest things that we want to talk about is training. I think I think when it comes down to it, training is the biggest piece to how you run your business. Now, there's multiple ways you can get this done. Now, I'll say this. I had a conversation with my wife last night, so she might she might kill me for this. But I was working on a project to get something working on her her um password thing and she so I'm like what's your password she told me what it was I was like are you kidding me I know my wife too I'm like you know who you're married to <laughs> <laughs> I know I, and I, then and then she gives me another one and her like main password I'm like are you kidding me and she's really? like and I was really <laughs> proud of that one too 
Yeah. I'm like, babe, you own a cybersecurity company with me. We got to clean this up. <laughs> and here's my point. If, if you as the owner are going to tell your employees to be careful about cybersecurity, you need to keep that in top of mind as well. If I'm here on the Business and Bytes podcast or I'm talking to clients, talking about good password hygiene, and I don't enforce that within my family or within my business, I'm not doing justice to the people that I serve, right? So same thing it goes for owners. Like you want to be thinking about password hygiene. How, how, how are your employees saving passwords? What, are, what format are they using for your key pieces of information? You're not wrong. So now I'm going to have to go back and enforce this on my wife. And then I'm going to tell her it's John's fault. And you're going to have to take that up with her next time you guys see each other. <laughs> so a question for you, and I'll let you start answering it. And then, uh, and then I'll go ahead and jump in. A lot of my clients uh, hit me with the same thing all the time. I mean, they do it, but they hit me with the same excuse. Um, my users are not going to do this on a weekly basis. What do you usually say to that? And then I'll tell you what I say to that. Repeat the question. Uh, when they're doing, when you're doing the cybersecurity awareness training, yeah, and it has to be on a weekly, on a weekly basis or biweekly basis, and they say, "I don't think my users are going to do this." Mm. What do you follow up with after that? Yeah, uh, I for <clears throat> one set the expectation uh, about how long it is. So sometimes there's this myth of, well, you're going to make me do 15 minutes a week or 30 minutes a week of cybersecurity training. Mine, mine are two minutes to three minutes. So you watch a two minute video and you answer questions. So I set that bar and say, okay, this is the expectation. Um, I say two things. One if it's your responsibility to make your employees do those things and you have to prioritize that. I'll sometimes get a little bit pushy on cybersecurity training when I hear excuses like that, right? That's like, I can't control my employees. Well, yeah, you can. You're the, you own the company, right? Um, I, I just, I will usually talk to them about um, how a part of our culture as Truett is to help them grow their culture within a good cybersecurity plan. And part of that is just helping them retain information on the long, long term. And what I've explained, and this is one of the things that we were talking about before we started, I sat in a training with a lady who owns a cybersecurity, uh, cyber awareness training company. So she does micro trainings, does a bunch of cool stuff. And she had some really great PowerPoint slides and she had some really good things that were really, she's building this platform based on science. So one of the things that she talked about, and I've, I've used this statistic, is that only 40% of the information that you get. So like, for example, if you're watching this podcast right now, and uh, you go uh, 60 minutes. So say you go to lunch. By the time you get done having your Chipotle, you've forgotten 40% of this podcast. <laughs> You're 40%, hopefully not mine. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, just, that's how humans work. So if, if, some, if somebody is... 
if you're depending on yearly training for cybersecurity, that that 40% dwindles slowly over time. You're depending on your employees to just remember 40% of the information that they were given. I agree with everything you just said. So I have a client that he even takes it a step further. Um, I told her how it was going to go. I told her she's going to get, you know, three micro trainings a week. And the last week of the month, she'll get a newsletter and they'll get one yearly kind of, uh, you know, long training, uh, usually in January when anyone comes out, you know, with the latest and greatest things, you know, that we want to keep you up to date all mm-hmm. the time. So she does her team meetings on Mondays. So what she does on Mondays is she makes everybody watch the video then. Uh-huh. And I said, that's great, but I still want them to be able to watch it individually and answer the questions so that when we have a sheet of checks and balances, you know, everybody, each user's box is checked off. But I like the idea that they all go over it because then it sparks conversation around it. So if everybody's watching the video together, now people can ask questions. Oh, I didn't understand this. Or why did they do this? And they might not know the answer right there collectively, but, you know, someone might chime in and then, you know, that just leads to the conversation. Right. So like you said, how do we build a cybersecurity culture? I think that's one of the ways, right? Do things as a team. Yeah. Which is also why in larger firms, that's a smaller firm, five to 10 people. But in a larger team, I like to promote gamification of the of cybersecurity culture. You know, um, uh, who who saw their video within two hours of it being released? Maybe, and then you put people into teams and that team gets a point, yeah. you know, or two points. Who saw the video the same day? You know, so whoever saw that release gets two points. Whoever yeah. saw it the same day gets one point. Whoever saw it anytime after gets 0. 0.5 or something. Right. The other thing that's so that cool means- is, depending on which product you're using to do that, they actually give you scoring. So I know Breach Secure Now, for example, gives you an actual score. So the more uh, awareness training you complete, so like ours come out Thursdays, thumbs up. Every time <laughs> I saw it. Uh, when you do a training, like every Thursday ours come out, you get a automatic like five points 10 points or whatever it is yeah yeah and so i would say what if you did a quarterly prize for the person the person or the team so when so if you do a team what it does is it makes people turn around and be like hey did you do yours hey did you do yours hey john i need you to do yours because i want to win this gift card or i want to win this trip to chipotle i don't know whatever it is you you hold that whatever it is you hold at the highest bar you know, the record, Chipotle is not yet a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Neither is Breach Secure now, but I want Breach Secure yeah. now to be a sponsor. Yeah. That's uh, who I that, use as well. That's Let's what it comes to down them. to. I think what we're talking about is helping our help for us. It's helping our clients get to a place where they're talking about it and their staff meets. Hey, did you get your training done? Or maybe they're bringing their provider in to do a training, one, like an in-person training once a year. They're reinforcing, hey, guys, this is really important to the health of our company. And I know it takes time, but there's really good value because uh, a cyber a cyber attack could really hurt us. And that'd be a really bad thing for all of us. And and so reinforcing that stuff, I think, is is really important. And I think one of the other things, there's been this really good conversation about uh, cybersecurity and there's this old idea of shaming people into uh, training or into things like, or like phishing attacks. You know, oh, I can't believe you fell for that or things like that. 
And I think what we're talking about is not shaming people and we're not, we're definitely not talking about shaming people into training or into learning about cybersecurity, but really encouraging them just to be educated on the topic. Just, Hey, how do you know if something looks fishy in your, in your email? What are the things, the three things you can look at and just reaffirming that and allowing uh, your employees to just learn with you as you, as you, as a, an owner are, are learning more about cybersecurity. You get to take them on that journey of learning how they can help you protect your investment. I agree a hundred percent. Something else that fosters that is when you're doing the training and the fishing simulation, just have positive encouragement. Yeah. Hey, look, I saw that. I saw that you got this wrong or I saw that you failed this test. And then you address it positively instead of, you know, negatively, of course. And that'll right. inspire people to want to do not only do it more often, but they'll take more pride when they're doing it. Right. And I think this goes back to like all culture, like workplace culture to a certain extent. Like the way you encourage employees is not to beat them over the head when they make a mistake, but to say, hey, hey, George, random name. Uh, this is just a learning experience. Like we're, we're just trying to help educate you and, and help you just grow. We're not, we're not here to beat you over the head about this. And, and I think that too many times, especially in HIPAA cultures or, uh, you know, cultures where there's, you know, that strong compliance requirements, it seems like the culture tends to be, well, let's just get this done. Let's go ahead and check the box. And and I think what we're talking about, when we talk about culture, we're talking about, you know, the goal is not to check the box, but it's behavior change. So we're talking about trying to get employees to be more aware on a regular basis. That's why we do weekly trainings that are like a couple minutes so that as trends change, they're able to be informed and they're able to make good decisions and they're able to do something that otherwise they would not. They'd be able to make a better decision that without training, it's possible they would have clicked on that ransomware link and caused you a ton of money. But instead they went, Oh, that look doesn't look right. I think I'm going to go walk down the hallway to, you know, HR and ask them a question. Or if I'm HR, I'm going to go walk down the, the hallway to employee A and say, Hey, did you really send me this form to change your direct deposit? Cause it just seemed weird to me. Things, yeah. simple things like that. And I don't think, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <clears throat> I don't think people realize how common it is, though. I'll give you an example. Um, did my first show, by the way, last week. I had an exhibit. I had like my booth. That was great. I want to say I spoke to about 40 people or so. Right? I'm going to say a little bit less than the amount of cards I collected. <laughs> Out of those 40, three of those people have been hacked within the last five months. Wow. Three of them. Yeah, one guy, um, I saw him staring at the table up and down for a while. And I was talking to some other gentleman that had walked up to the table. And then that gentleman took some of the resources that I was giving away for free on the table, 15 ways PDF and a brochure, some things like that. But he never spoke to me. And then a young lady walked up to me next. And she's like, she's like, oh, wow, you have the book. I was like, yeah. I was like, 
you know, and I explained the book, you know, it's 16 different professionals. My chapter is this. She's like, wow, what a coincidence. She's like, my dad was just hacked. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, so we might need something like your services. And I said, well, you should bring him by, you know, so I can speak to him or we should set up a meeting. And she goes, he's right behind me at that other table. And then I looked at him and she's like, but don't stare. He, he feels bad about it. Like he's ashamed that it happened. And I was like, I was like, well, he shouldn't. If, you know, if, if he wants to, he can come over and we can have a conversation. I'm not going to make him feel ashamed. If anything, I'm going to, you know, kind of encourage and tell him why he should be a lot more prepared. So um, she was eyeing the book. So I went ahead and gave her a, a book. I signed it for her. I said, here's a copy. I said, go ahead and read my chapter. You, if you're welcome to read any of the other author's chapters. But, you know, this is one of the things that we specialize in, training people on the cybersecurity awareness and why it's important and why that should be a thing that you just walk around with. Not only for your business, you know, personal. You were just talking about your wife and how she stores her passwords. Same thing with my wife. That can affect us, right? right. If you share bank accounts, if you share, you know, your document repository, if you share anything, mm-hmm. we can be as secure as we want to be. But if they get in through our spouses, then... We're in the same place, yeah. you know, that we were going to be anyways. Right. So this is not only something that you should try to live and breathe uh, at work, but this is also something that you should start to incorporate at home with right. your significant other and your kids. Right. Our kids are going to be a hundred times more digital than we ever were. Oh, man. And the cyber yeah. threats, think about it. Yeah, think about it. And the cyber threats are not going to slow down. Yeah. You think they're going to sit down and be like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of hacking and making all this money. Let's take a break. Like that's never going to happen. So it, it's only going to go up from here. It's never going to go down. So definitely something that we should start to consider more in the business place and more at home. Right. And just, just as a generation, just everybody should be cybersecurity conscious. That's just the times that we're in. We want yeah. more technology then we have to, we have to adapt to it. You know, I just thought of something else and back to that conversation about what to tell the the person who says, well, they're not going to take the weekly training. You know, I don't think people realize necessarily because maybe they're not seen as much in the called the threat landscape, you know, technical word that we, we talk about. Yeah. But we, everything changes so rapidly. So the, the scams that were happening to businesses – a year ago are not the same scams that were happening that are happening now. And so part of what I like, I think you're on breach secure. Now I've been, I take their micro trainings. Cause like I said, if I'm, if I'm promoting it, I should be doing it. Right. Yeah, um, eat your own dog food. Eat your own dog food, which is kind of gross. But uh, part of that is I've been watching how they're putting out and they're actually doing a really good job of putting out content that is pretty cutting edge to what's really happening. So part of that whole talking about, okay, well, we want to have our, our, our employees do this training every week. Part of it is you're keeping them up to date with the latest ways that they can just look out for things. Think about like AI driven, uh, emails were not, they weren't prevalent over just over a year ago. Like, remember, we were like, watch out for bad spelling. That's how you can tell that, you know, <laughs> and now <laughs> we're talking about, no, let's, it, it's really even harder than that. It's if, if Jerry is asking for a form change or a direct deposit change, we need to create a policy in place to keep that 
you know, keep that happening or keep that, um, that information from getting out or just to verify it, to make sure that it really was Jerry who was asking for that change because the scams are getting so, so specific, narrowed down the, these hackers are actually doing research on companies before they say they're not, there's still the blanket send all, you know, big, big net phishing. But there's a lot of, a lot of these companies. I saw one in a scam cap spam catcher the other day that the company, they, they did research on the company. They looked at their website. They figured out who employees do what. And they specifically like catered an email to them. And, and I think that it's just a matter of, we have to be uh, diligent on a regular basis to just let our employees know the reason why you're doing this every week is because things are rapidly changing. What are the culture things? What are the culture things? So we talk about like, so let me, let me touch on that yeah. because um, I think it starts from the top. Always. I think it always starts from the top. If you see your manager, if you see the owner, if you see your supervisor taking something serious, then you're going to take it serious. If you see them just kind of throw it against the wall and be like, hey, now we got to do these. Uh, and then and then they have an attitude of, I don't want to do it. Then I feel like the employees are going to have an attitude of, well, if my boss doesn't want to do it, then what do I have to do it and take it so seriously? Right. So I definitely think it starts from the top. You know, if you're at an SMB, you know, five to 20 users, that's even more important. Now, I want to bring something up to your attention. Um, bigger clients, like hundred, like 50, 100 100 plus users where there's like a hierarchy of like VPs and stuff like that. That's usually when we get the most pushback, like someone that's been with the company 15 years and they hold like a very high seat and they feel like they don't have to do it just because of their position. They can kind of wave it off. So I've had to work. Luckily, when you have a company that big, there's an HR department and then, you know, I can work with the HR department to kind of help us enforce things. But that's definitely been one of the hurdles sometimes on trying to create the culture because at the very top level uh some of the execs think that they are too important so when you have buy-ins from the exec from ownership from management from supervisors it's definitely a better race to run let's call it you know now now you're running with sneakers on you're not running barefoot anymore well and that's (laughs) the thing is like what i think what people don't understand too is that uh, for us as providers, we're doing a multi-layered approach. So I had a client this last week. We were just talking. We're, we kind of were in contract negotiations and whatnot. And he was like, he just asked, well, how's the security going right now? I said, hey, well, you know, here's where we're great. And I gave him the list of all the things that we've been doing. Here's where we're not great. We're not great in I've been trying to get training done and pushed out and, and have everybody take it for like the last six months. And like 60% still haven't done it. And his response was, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm one of the 60%. <laughs> like second, second in command guy. Right. And yeah. And so, and it's like, you asked me about security, but you have to do your part as an owner and you really have to push the, this is important button. Like this is very, very, very important. This is not checking a box. We're not doing this for compliance. We're doing this to help train you so you don't accidentally click on something you shouldn't or open open something you shouldn't. Yeah, I've told clients and I tell them all the time we're having the conversation. I can put in 
50 security parameters. Mm -hmm. But if you decide to not follow one, then everything we just did goes out the door. So right. for instance, so I have my cyber protect um, package on one of my smaller clients and they decided to keep their social medias with all the same passwords. So someone got into the Instagram account and started deleting all of their posts and locked them out of it. And then they happened to try that same password for Amazon and a couple other things and it was working. So at this point, my client's freaking out. They're getting 2FA alerts on their phone because luckily they had 2FA on Amazon. They didn't have it on Instagram. So now they've lost their Instagram to somebody and that same person is trying to get into their Amazon. So they call me and I said, what should I do? I said, well, unfortunately, I don't monitor Amazon and Instagram for you. But the first thing you should do is remember where you use that one password and go and change them all and use the password manager that I've provided for you to do this <laughs> and not go against, you know, the education or the right. tools or resources that that AM3 has provided for you. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, sometimes you need that. Uh, you need to crash against the wall. Right. And then right. you start learning your lesson. But. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely happened. So you got to build a culture and it's not just applying the tools. It's it's embodying it, you know, speaking about it, being about it and, and using it ultimately. Right. right. I know. And I think that the challenge is, is that we're always fighting against convenience. You know, trying to take the easy way out or trying to do things. And I said this to my, my wife. <laughs> Here's a great example. It has nothing to do with cybersecurity whatsoever. But... <laughs> My we we live in an RV and we've got this this raised cabinet of you know miscellaneous things. We keep vitamins up there. We keep all of our tea up there. And I love drinking tea, but I forget that there's tea up there, and I'm lazy. So she's like, "Well, you know, you you could you know go up there and grab tea." And I said, "Yeah, but." Some I'm sometimes I'm just lazy and I don't want to go through all the effort to make a cup of tea. <laughs> Like, and that's just human nature. Like that's, that's just the way we are where we, we quite literally like don't want to put the effort in necessarily to do the really simple things. Uh, like, like make a cup of tea. All I had to do is to, you know, grab it, grab the, the tote out of the shelf. So well, you know. four years ago, we were doing the opposite four years ago. You, or I don't know about you. I was trying to make, things easier for my clients. How do I get your process from seven clicks to three clicks? How do I allow you to do this faster so that your team and you can be more efficient so you can do more work so you can bring in more money? That's how I was trying to show value to clients. And then all of a sudden, I got to be like, well, now I got to make your things a little bit more tedious and a little bit more time consuming. So now I know I made this three clicks, but now you're going to have to authenticate two times before going in there to make three clicks. You know, and some people don't like that. And that's a conversation that when I'm presenting, that's what I start off with. Look, a lot of what we're going to do is going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be secure. Right. If you want yeah. things the easy way, then that's not the secure way, unfortunately. And I wish I had, you know, a magic security solution that made things easier and secure. But unfortunately, those don't really go together ever. Easy and well, secure don't go together. That's the reality. Ever, ever. And the reality is, is that employee behavior uh, sometimes circumvents our tools, quite frequently circumvents our tools. So correct. Like we put we put tools in place to kind of prevent that stuff, but 
there's just if the employee you know does certain things uh, and falls for certain scams, you know we can kind of limit the blast radius, but we can't stop the event necessarily uh, from happening to begin with. Limit the blast radius. I like that. Limit the blast that. radius. <laughs> limit the blast radius. I've been watching a lot of Superman, so he like you know he always gets into explosions and he covers the people up and you know protects them. That's what comes to mind. Maybe we should. I should. Um, maybe I should get online and have uh, ChatGPT make me a really cool Superman protecting employees from cybersecurity threats. Uh, I have a I have a marketing campaign I'm working on in my head that I'm going to try to execute in the next two months, and it's <laughs> some, you'll see it. Yeah, and you'll see why great. I tied it into that story. You said that's but, great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, what do you do? So I think, you know, when we go back and we're talking about this, we're really just talking about cybersecurity training is really just a, it's really just a part of your overall plan. And it's just, a cybersecurity training is another layer to the security of your business. It's not the end all be all virus protection. Isn't the end all be all, um, good There's network management. I think we talked about that last episode or I know I recently brought that that specific lineup. Oh no, I had a post on Instagram. I mean on my on my socials that there is no silver bullet to right. IT and then it showed different attack vectors and different security parameters right. that people take for those attack vectors. Yeah, there's no there's no silver bullet. So there's not one thing I can tell you to do that's gonna protect you, mm-hmm. you know, as much as anything else. You have to do all approach. of them and even then we're just limiting and it's about liability. It's about not liability, but it is about liability. Limiting. It's about limiting mitigating. the possibility. You're mitigating the risk as much as you can. It's kind of like you drive down and you buy a nice car that has airbags, anti-lock brakes. You wear your seatbelt. Just because you're doing all those things doesn't mean you're not going to get in a car accident, but you're mitigating the risk of what happens if someone hits you same philosophy. We're doing the same stuff. We're putting all these things in place so that when an event happens, it's not as bad as it could have been. You know, get those airbags and other than getting maybe a little bit of flash burn, you, you, you're in a lot better shape than you would have been otherwise. You know, really, we're really doing the same, same exact thing. And just because you have airbags and seatbelts, it doesn't mean you don't use your brakes. (laughs) Yeah, so use your brakes too. Yeah, slam on the brakes. Don't hit that wall. Yeah, just because you have everything on, just because you're protected, doesn't mean you can slam into the wall full speed. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And I think, I I think that we just—it's hard. We've we've come out of a long-standing culture of, you know, virus protection is the answer, and so. Uh, especially after COVID, we're really the things that it's just changing so rapidly that we, we have to do multiple things, not just not just one. Yeah, so I'll do this for for this episode since we are talking specifically around the chapter that I had in my book. If anybody um, that emails us at info at uh, businessandbytes dot com or Emilio at businessandbytes.com, I will send them a free chapter of my book. And that chapter is, why is it important? Why is it crucial to have cybersecurity awareness for your business? 
Yeah. So anybody that uh, watches this episode at any time ever, 10 years from now, five years from now, today, tomorrow, you watch the yesterday somehow because they've invented uh, time travel when you watch this, <laughs> go ahead and email me and I will send you a free chapter of my book over here. I never know how to point that way, uh, which is why it's crucial for your business to have um, cybersecurity awareness training. Uh, you know, it kind of goes on this topic. It's how you are able to build this cybersecurity culture in your business with right. everything that I speak about in there. Right. And just remember, it all starts with you. <laughs> that's just the, that's just the reality of your CEO or you're a business owner, uh, regardless of your level. If you're in leadership, it all starts with you and your leadership team and how you guys uh, present. So. Um, yeah, I think, uh, shorter episode than normal, but, uh, good topic. I, we can, we can touch on something real quick that has yep. probably affected most of the U S. So I'm not sure if you're aware teams has been in and out the last couple of days. Not sure if it's affected you or not. Not Hold really. On. Yep. So there's been team outages everywhere. Um, it affected my team briefly on Friday. Let me go ahead and share here. Yeah, so Microsoft's hit by second outage in three days. Wow. So a lot of companies now are using Teams to communicate. This is a unified communications platform where you can do uh, kind of like instant messaging. You can have groups with threads and forms, and you can also make calls to each other from PC to PC, whether audio or video. Uh, you can add the add-ons to it so that it can become your phone system if you wanted to. And you can reach out to companies like AM3 or Truett if you want some of this stuff implemented. So yeah, so they've had a couple outages. I think they had another outage this morning um, was reported. That one didn't affect my team internally, but I do know that it affected a lot of people nationwide. Uh, but th yeah, this one, <clears throat> sorry. So this article was released uh, 10, 13 this morning. So uh, two hours ago and change almost three hours ago. Um, but yeah, my team had to go back to, we had to go a little bit to WhatsApp. We used to use WhatsApp back in the days and we had to run back to WhatsApp because uh, some messages weren't going through. <clears throat> Does this affect you in any way? No? John, are you speak? No, John, you're muted. Sorry. I'll unmute you. Uh, oh, it says your mic isn't connected. Huh. There we go. Uh, I don't go. think we noticed all it right. at all, which is fascinating. I saw the articles, but we didn't have any problems that I saw. All right. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't everything. Like, you could go into it, but some messages would send, some wouldn't send. Uh, some pictures would send, some other pictures would not send. Yeah. So I just thought I'd touch on it. You know, it might have affected a lot of business owners that are using it. If you are not using Teams and you have a Microsoft Office 365 subscription, you should definitely look into it. Maybe we should have an episode on Teams. We should think about that. Yeah. Ooh, I know who I can get. I know somebody from the Microsoft store that might be able to jump on the podcast with us and talk about how companies are coming in for training, taking Teams, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Be interested right. to talk about That's why a, idea. a lot of us have left Zoom. <laughs> Privacy. All right. <laughs> So I we you think just uh, based on privacy? I think I think uh, it's a combination of a lot of. Things. I think it's a combination, and well, for me, it was why pay for it if I have Teams. Correct. 
Correct. The convenience. I yeah. agree. It was, you know, that, that's agree. kind of a big, big change for us. Why pay the extra money if I already have a tool that has come a long ways and it's doing 99% of what the other one does? It even does thumbs up things. Oh, oh, it's not working. Oh, it's not working. I think it's, I don't know if it's a Mac thing. I don't Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. I never know. It does whatever it wants to do. I guess it does. I was hoping for another thumbs up, but I, that's okay. But yeah. You're not in Teams now, so it's not a Teams only thing. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, we made the change away from Zoom, and uh, and I'm not looking back. I've really, Teams has been great. So, Okay. Well, uh, always a pleasure. Excited for next week. We've got some guests coming up. Uh, and we've got some really exciting stuff happening. We're just getting ourselves organized. <laughs> so. That's what exactly what we're trying to do. That's here. exactly <laughs> what it is. That's what happens when you start a podcast. You just you play catch up for the first couple of months until you find your, your groove. Yeah, I want to get everybody a calendar of upcoming guests, and I want to make sure that we finalize our form so that anyone that wants to be a guest uh, can just apply from within yeah. our Facebook pages. Yeah. We're, we're rolling. It's going to be great. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone, we appreciate you watching. If you have any questions or you uh, want to check out some of our new guests, we've got some really good guests coming up. Why don't you name three? I know I've got um, somebody who's going through a kidney journey who's well-known uh, in our area that's going to be a guest. I've, uh, we've got – you've got a couple other ones. Uh, I got a CPA coming. I know it's tax time. See if we can help you guys out or answer any of your questions. Uh, we have a VA specialist. Anybody that's been considering getting a VA or that doesn't even know what a VA could do for them. So we have a VA specialist coming on board to help us talk about uh, why you would find one, what they can do for you, what they can take off your hands, how much time can they give you back and how that's beneficial to your business. Uh, we have another entrepreneur story, someone that started up a couple different things and now they're finally on the track, you know, so some of us want to hear about the ups and downs and the perseverance that it takes to get there. And I think we also have a digital marketer to talk about, you know, content and digital marketing in this day and age. Yeah. So if, if all of, if any of those topics interest you, two things, one, follow us on Facebook, make sure you're following the business and bites page on Facebook and LinkedIn for one, LinkedIn will help us because I'd like to start live streaming through our, our business and bites page, but I need a hundred people following us before I can do that. And then this podcast is available for all of you audio users, people who like to listen in their car like I do on all of the podcast places. So uh, Apple, Spotify, everywhere that you can listen to a podcast on, on audio, that's you can follow us and like us there. It, I would love also if you can leave comments and especially on Apple, um, leave uh, just comments and a review. Those will also help bump us up to the top as we're growing uh, this podcast. But we greatly appreciate you watching. We're excited to be here and look forward to talking with you guys next week. And then the week after that, you're we're in Florida. You or not Florida? You're in Florida. We're in Arizona. 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 You're in. Florida. We are. We are. We gotta. We gotta try to make something happen there. We will Let's make something happen. It might be a wild and crazy business and bites live streaming event where we just do something crazy and, you know, uh, something fun and have a fun conversation. Bring in some more people from our our uh, our group and do something kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to see all this fun stuff that we have planned over the next uh, few months, uh, definitely follow us. 
uh, and subscribe to all of the, the ways that you can look at us. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye.